Hi, I'm Brooke. And I'm Haley. And this is Dead Folks. A very professional opening. Okay, so this week we're talking about space. Yes. Outer space, inner space, metaphorical space, literal space. Yes. All the space. Yes. Meeting space. Yes. Brooke is very agreeable this morning. Wouldn't it be hilarious if I made you do all the talking and I just said yes? You just agreed. Like, yeah, yeah. And I didn't notice. I got through the whole episode. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> um, I, do, I do like that idea of space in terms of like that big unknown that space is like the the vastness of space really scares me and so like sometimes when my brain tries to touch it it's like (laughs) and it like like backs off and it's like just think about the victorian era and it does (laughs) i make a corset but i there's so much about that feeling of vastness which is feels similar to the vastness of someone being gone forever mm-hmm. and and the grief of that and how it's like it's so big and unconquerable and uh, yeah there's no way but, around it i listened to this great podcast called terrible thanks for asking mm-hmm. and she said something the other day she said um you know kick me in the teeth if i ever describe grief as a journey uh, because a journey has a beginning, a middle, and an end, and grief has a beginning and a middle, and then it just slowly... It just goes on and on. Yeah, it just doesn't... You get to the point where it's not the compass that you use to guide your life. And I was really moved by that. And then later on that night, I ended up uh, putting together a gallery wall for my super cute apartment. Oh my God, be jealous that you're not my friend. And I hung up a picture of... Uh, the Coit Tower in San Francisco that my mom had, that I had actually found at a thrift store and given to my mom, and she had loved it, which was hard because she often did not like my gifts. Um, And I hung that up on my gallery wall, and it felt like a compass change, like like the compass needle kind of moved, like north moved or or the compass moved. So when you said space, I thought all those thoughts in a split second because brains, right? Yeah. That's crazy. I love that. I love that comparison because I, I, my sister and I were actually just talking about that yesterday about, she was like, I had a really hard day yesterday where I just couldn't get off. Like mom will be dead forever. Like she's always going to be dead. Like as long as I'm alive, every milestone dead forever. And, um, it is that same thing. And I feel like like part of the problem our society and our world has is like not making space for grief and not making space for trauma and how when you're talking collectively how it ultimately is just like this like untangible undescribable holdable holdable thing that is really as big as the whole world that we don't have that we need I 100% agree and you know why we don't have it because we don't make space for it you know why Patriarchy. Capitalism. Both. Well, this is the difference between you and I. For me, I always go back to capitalism. 
you tend to go back to patriarchy. Yeah. I think that's interesting. It is interesting. Anyways, so <laughs> so when you said space and I started thinking about Star Trek um, <laughs> and us being stardust, I thought of that moment and that all happened. But also, I think, you know, what we had originally thought of when we were talking about this was this idea of grieving physical spaces and metaphorical spaces that we're all kind of going through with our the current the still ongoing pandemic <laughs> still on it's still happening that we're dealing with yeah and and uh you drive I drove by a church and you know I'm not a regular church goer even though I do love Jesus so that's why they're kicking me out of the car at some point, the Jesus car. Um, but I was just thinking about how hard it must be to lose that sense of community. And and well, sure. especially for older people. I don't know. I hadn't really thought about it because I'd been too wrapped up in my own losses. I hadn't really allowed myself to think of other people because I'm essentially a selfish person. So... But that is the same thing. A, a church community is a rehearsal community. It is a, I just graduated online. Ugh. Um, and that was. All those milestones. Just yeah. very weird. And I'm, I, I'm not, it wasn't that bad in the sense that this is my master's degree, right? So I've had the experience before. I feel so bad for like junior high and high school kids that are not getting that space and not getting to be. And their families. People. But, like, for me, um, Port Townsend, where I would have been graduating, is, like, literally a, just a magical town. It's, like, right there on the water and, mm. you know, with between the waves and the moon. It's just, like, as magic as you can get on on Earth, but also just the the sense of community that I think is very probably similar to going to a church every week the of being able to hold people who support me and see them in, in real life and, and, and yeah and like have that real life moment and not just like get the degree and then say bye and like yeah. turn off your zoom and then you're in Visalia yeah um which there's no reason to say the name of my hometown with such contempt <laughs> but that's cool I yeah because uh, you know, you mentioned the rehearsal room, and Haley and I were talking. I've struggled with not missing theater as much as I f- feel like I sh- should with, you know, I understand should, the quotes around should. But also, uh, Haley said that she really missed the rehearsal room. And and I agree, right? Didn't you say that? You're looking at me I like did. I'm crazy. No, 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 I do. Okay. It's hard because... Fresno, for me, and I think for a lot of people, unless you're, like, very actively a member of GCP or some art center or a place like that with a physical space, like, I don't have a, a, a physical association with the theater here that's, like, my church the yeah. way that I did when I was in college and, you know, and in my 20s. And you do all the plays in there, yeah. Yeah, because because every time I've done a play, it's been, like, somewhere else. Space, yeah, yeah. Because, they, because there aren't spaces like that here, yeah. which... Um, but, but it's, so it's less the physical space, which I'm sure that we have lots of friends who are actually missing some art center, missing, you know, Roger Rockas. Um, it's less that and more the, the getting up with people in a space to do things. But by the same token, I, I don't do a lot of theater here. Um, 
very often. Yeah. So it's not like that was like a present missing. Yeah. It, it's just, I think, when the alternative is you're in your house alone a lot yeah. with just your roommate and your tiny bubble, you know, you just miss connectivity with other humans. I mean, I miss creating with other humans. It's really hard to create via Zoom any or email or any of the other current collaborative processes that we have. It's difficult to make things that way. And that, I miss making things with people. I miss making things with my students. Um, I miss feeling like a good teacher, but that is a different Zoom talk. I mean, that is a different topic for us. But um, making things, and I think I associate that with the idea of a space. You make things in a space, which is kind of weird. So, you know, we're talking, and I, about milestones and not having people there, and I have been thinking about how much frustration I've had at people who are choosing to have weddings Mm -hmm. and really being unable to sympathize with them in light of, and in light of what happens. I mean, how many big outbursts have come from from weddings that, that wasn't there one in like Maine that they can, Mm -hmm. and then people all dispersed and um, like, I just, I have had that frustration, but Thinking about it, what it, and how important that can be for so many people and so many families, I guess I have a greater kind of sympathy for them. And I don't know what cho- I mean, I like to think I would have made a logical, science-based, caring choice, but... If you were in that position. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's because it's not just weddings, right? It's funerals. Like, people are not getting to... Have funerals. Have I mean, funerals. That's even worse. Another interesting layer with this pandemic is our spaces, whether they're celebratory or grieving or whatever else, when they're collected like that, they're not, it's not the same. So like you talk about everyone's excited that, that uh, restaurants are back open. And since May, I have been outdoors to two restaurants twice, both times was for work. And it, I, I think there are people out there who can enjoy the experience. I didn't either time. I was I was concerned and worried and nervous mm-hmm. both times. Um, so I think the same thing at like weddings or any other birthdays, whatever else you're having, if people are considering that we're still in a pandemic, which we are still in a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> um, they are, they're having those thoughts. It's like you, you can toast your champagne and have your piece of cake and see your grandma or whatever else but you have to have that running through the back of your mind at the same time I do not think they do no I don't I don't I think a large majority of them don't and I think that's what gets dangerous is because I think they go well it's all fake or overblown or whatever it is that they think Mm. they go they die now and it doesn't occur to them oh I should be extra careful because it's fake and so then they're, you know, hugging people and making grandma tea with their fingers. I don't really know what they're doing, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's... I mean, uh, that's, uh, that's, see, that's another little bit of ungenerous thought <laughs> that I have. So just in case anyone is keeping count, I am both ungenerous <laughs> and incredibly selfish. So real catch over here. Real, real friendship <laughs> slash life partner catch. And, and self-aware. 
Oh, and self-aware. So one know. for the other. Yeah, so that helps. Um, what about because this has been very pandemic centered? What about like actual spaces that you grieve that don't have to be pandemic related that are just sort of? Um, I grieve that spot. Haley and I went uh, to North Fork and found like a spot to go swim in. Mm-hmm. She fell down, which I feel bad about. But <laughs> it was it was a pretty amazing, magical, needed swimming hole. Swimming hole submersion. Uh, I've talked to my therapist about how like the only times I've felt myself this whole year have been like when I've been submerged in great bodies of water <laughs> but um I, I grieve that spot because I think the fire's got it mm-hmm. I think the fire's got tons of natural spots like that I mean in addition to people's homes and in addition to all of those kind of man-made things I don't know why but for whatever reason it's the loss of those it's the loss of those things that mother nature makes that hurt more um, I'm definitely grieving, like, the loss of those spaces, the loss of, no, oh, even just knowing that they're there, and that somewhere there's a beautiful spot with a lovely tree, and it's... And if you need to on a Saturday morning, you I can, can just go. drive an hour away and find it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so selfish, because I'm sure there's somebody listening to this, if people listen to this, going like, oh, well, I lost my home, so fuck you and your tree. Um, well, there's a reason why they picked to put their home up there. Yeah. So I think they get it. Um, but also myopic, so we can put that in the other. <laughs> uh, so that's the first thing that came to mind. What about for you? Um, my sister and I were talking about, you know, my mom moved after her and my dad split up. And she had an apartment, and then she moved into this place at my uncle's farm that was, like, just another house on the property and so and she wasn't there very long and my grandpa had lived there before but it wasn't like the house I remember him growing up or I I grew up in while he was living in so I don't have a whole lot of attachment to that but her place in she had a condo in Arroyo Grande and it's not the the condo itself so much but Arroyo Grande itself is very much like down in the village or there's this walking path over by the beach that is very much just full of my mom's energy I just feel like I never get to go there and any chance I do I love it just just going on a walk on that path it's just it's just like she's in the wind it's she's she's there yeah um, so that is one space that I really just wish having having easier ready, ready access to you know, we were talking about spaces I miss. I miss I miss bars. Yeah, I miss coffee shops. You know, like I miss I miss getting a drink. I miss it being like I don't know, let's just meet miss for let's just meet for drinks. Yeah. Well, especially like neighborhood ones like, "Hey, can you meet at Stones and Tunes? Yeah. I need a vent." Or, yeah. Yeah. Or like, "A horrible day. Do you want to meet at Bloody Blue Blah?" Yeah. I miss walking around More. campuses. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I miss just being on college campuses. They have a cool energy. Mm-hmm. Young people being fucking young and dumb and thinking they're right. God, it feels so, <laughs> it's just like a fun energy to be around, you know? Yeah. I miss that. Uh, what else? What other spaces? What's forefront of my mind right now is like, 
is the the actual space we create for ourselves and for other people to grieve is is obviously why we started this podcast is because we think that that is important but like more and more so our I'm grieving so heavy world you. i just feel like we need to be better about it and and i you know we talked a little the last couple of episodes about self-care and Trisha Hershey and Sonia Renee Taylor and others who are who are advocating for self-care as the way through with social justice and just the more I listen to them the more I'm so convinced that it's like the necessary path we all have to take and the more we all have our own individual bubbles of protection around us and the more space we create the wider it gets everywhere it's it's almost like when you're talking about like bone on bone when there's like no cartilage or protector there like that's how it feels like our society has been mm. working and like we just need you need that space to to heal i a hundred percent agree i think that we are especially out here in California on the West Coast, where we were just, we're just being hit with that double whammy of the, the f- huge devastating fires and the pandemic. Yeah. And we're not even, I, I don't even think we're halfway through fire season yet. Yeah. Um, and there's like over 300,000 acres lost at this point, I think. Oh, that, and that's just the Creek Fire. Right, like, right, that's just one. Yeah, of the many. right. It's just, I just wish I had an influence in the world that was such that we could make it, people make room, make space to grieve things. I feel like we're just being urged to just work harder, work through it, adapt, adapt, keep your productivity up. Don't, you know, it's important not to let your academic standards slide. Why? But like, what I get like if I'm teaching doctors, yes. (laughs) But like, but why? Why is that important right now? Can't we just take a deep breath and just cry that our world is burning down and that, that, how many people have died now? Over 210, I think, at this point. Of, 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 of fellow I mean, Americans, just... let alone the rest of the planet, right. have left this planet early, not to mention the ones that are still suffering from shortness of breath and brain fog and everything, uh, else, and, yeah. everything else. And I just, I just wish, I wish we could just take a deep breath. That's... And create that space because it's so... Ne- I don't know how anyone's going to do anything. That's... I And, and it's not going to get better. But I, I feel like the best thing a leader could do right now is be like, hey, everybody, get stuff packed at home. I want everybody to stay home for a week. Just everybody. Just stay home and be with your family and cry. And, you know, like... Yeah. It, it's like everything that's going on now... Sonia Renee Taylor was talking about uh, about the whole thing with, you know, people not having empathy for Trump right now getting COVID or or having empathy for the whole, like, I'm going to delete you from my Facebook if you vote for Trump and that sort of thing. 
she's talking about like a lot of people it's easier to do this binary thing where you say you are bad i am good and to not make room for the gray but that so many people operate from this place of you're talking about trauma dating back back and back and back and back a lot of people who are unconsciously racist or are are consciously not anti-racist but are just like tuned oh, off to the work or yeah. whatever they're coming from their own traumas decade after decade after generation after generation of how they have been part of colonization or slavery or Jim Crow or whatever else and then same thing on the other side, you know, that we tell people like slavery was hundreds of years ago, that really it's not when you consider how much energy matters. And, and to, I, I feel like most people who would listen to our podcasts would believe in energy and, and understand that that's a thing. But just in case you don't, it's as simple as when you walk into a room and you can feel sexual tension with someone or you can you can be like, oh, I could cut the tension in that room with a knife it was everyone was so angry like you know you've you have experienced energy it's already been proven by <laughs> science that generational trauma affects the gene right so well, they and they've, you know, they've even so. done tests with animals where yeah. like they've yeah I'm so, not gonna get into yeah that. we're just gonna set it aside because it's already but been proven i'm just you know some people don't believe science i'm saying you've actually probably experienced it in your life you know that tension and energy is real you know it so of course it matters and the longer the more trauma we add up undealt with the worse this is going to get this isn't going to get better this is you know i'm just thinking of like 17 and 18 year olds that were denied their high school graduation and you know i think that there was a big feeling of like well that sucks but you're just gonna have to deal with it from adults because we forget what it's like right. but just think about like that that I, I don't know is it a trauma but that grief certainly it's a grief it's missing a huge milestone and then like when when were they allowed the space to even say i'm really bummed about that without right. people jumping in and being like well at least you're not dying or whatever right like we just have to make space i mean i think that it, more than anything more than the spaces i miss and is just just that making making enough space for us to simply exist cuz i feel like there are probably a lot of people who feel like they're not even allowed to just exist yeah and if i feel that way as a white middle class raised woman yeah definitely other people feel it 100 times more yeah and I, I don't, I wish I could, th I wish there was a way I could make a donation <laughs> to grief space yeah. in people's lives. Like the way you can like do a GoFundMe for a business that's been wronged or donate to a, a, the campaign of somebody that you think is going to help change the world. Like I wish I could d donate in some way to that idea because I don't think anyone anyone is doing and nobody's advocating for it that I'm hearing. Like we just 
Everyone needs to just take a deep breath and sit for a second in their shitty feelings and just be uncomfortable for yeah. 10 seconds. Yeah, because that's step one. That's and the just, naming it step. Yeah, and just cry. And then, you know, if that's too much, you can you can distract yourself for a little while, but you got to come back and finish it eventually. But you will, because once you've named it, it's there, and you can't right. put it... Because that's step one, and there are other steps. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's... I think so many people that are fans of 45, um, it's, it's... They don't recognize where the fear comes from and where... They don't know their own griefs, almost. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, they're scared, too. Yeah, and I... I had seen a, uh, you said that there was something here, like a rally in Fresno the other day, and I was up in Oakhurst, and so in Oakhurst, there was only like 40 people out on the corner, and I noticed, because my first instinct was to get mad, and to like, go try to flip them off or whatever, and then I was just like, nothing about that is joyful, like, they were, they just all looked like middle-aged and older, all white, all low income, sad and scared. Like they looked, I don't think that's what they would want to be doing with their Saturday unless they were just sad and scared and fearful. And, you know, I think a lot of it is misguided, obviously, but it was the first time that I was just like, oh, I almost feel sorry for them, Um, which ultimately, you know, what's that Plato quote about like everybody fighting a hard battle. It's like, if we don't, I, my friend posted, there's this group and I'll I'll look it up right, right, right now, but, um, they, it's a group that literally encourages people on different side of the aisles. They pair you together and make you, and you forge friendships with people. And so it was like this gay marriage activist and someone from focus on the family and they're like good friends now. And they both still have their beliefs, but she's, they were talking about how, She's like, I used to, I would just call him a bigot and think he was out to get me and my family. But now I understand like where his values come from that guide what he says. And although mm-hmm. I'm, I will continue to fight against him in terms of lawmaking, I get why he does it and understand it has nothing to do with me. And like he was saying the same thing about her. And I'm not 100% sure that I agree with this or that I think it's a good idea or that I could even remotely consider having the grace to be friends with someone like that. But I do think it's an interesting, um, it reminds me of Sarah Silverman's America Mm. show where she would just go around and try to talk to people. And you could tell sometimes she didn't agree with them, but she was just like trying to get to the bottom of why I really people like that show. Yeah. think that I think that show was so important and I'm really bummed that it it's just, not on anymore. Um, you know, I just have to speak to my experience of the Fresno Trump rally, which was, they were not, it was a celebration for them. It was a celebration like mm-hmm. Fourth of July celebration. They had their kids out. They're they're driving around, they're honking, they're waving and smiling like they're in a parade. I mean, I would say I would say it felt really cocky and the cockiness of it is what scared me the most. 
because it felt like everybody heard, you know, stand back and stand by. Sorry, I had to, it went off. Oh, should I have done no, it? No, we're good. I just need to. Just <laughs> you know um, what I mean? And it was, yeah. it was, it was, um. But even that's a form. I, oh, I 100% of, agree that that all comes from. Toxic masculinity and years and years of being taken advantage of by capitalists and being told it's not, oh, it's not my fault. It's those, those brown people. Right. Did you see the ones with and vaginas? They're the, the actual ones. that is put in front of them. Yeah. 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 Although I was really funny right now. Did you see the ones with vaginas? <laughs> They're the worst. Uh, yeah. And I do try to have empathy. I'm not as good at it as I wish I could be. But, you know, it's all... I'm usually really good about it, and I don't really have a whole lot right now, and I'm oh. and I'm trying to find my way back to it. Is another reason why the self care is really important to me because I'm I'm having issues getting along with my family, and with the exception of my sister, and um, and it bothers me. Yeah, and it bothers me that I I don't have. I don't have it right now. Yeah. Well, you can't grind bone against bone for too yeah. long without causing some irreparable damage. So yeah. it's good you're trying to build that cartilage back up. Yeah. What do you uh, think we could do in our communities to build that cartilage back up? Uh, real quick, I just want to say I looked it up and it's oh. called Braver Angels. If anybody is interested in that group, I, I find it very interesting. I don't know that I want to do it, but it's interesting. In terms of um, our communities, so... I mean, one thing we're doing with the Fools is uh, we started a Rest Quest month, mm-hmm. um, and I encourage anybody to do rest, a rest work. quest. Yeah, yeah. The idea is that you're doing self care, but you're doing active, engaged self care. So you're doing it from a place of knowing that the work that needs to be done has to be done. From a place of rest and from a place of nourishment and from a place of love. And I really like that because, you know, when I was younger, you know, hippie, love of the Beatles, love, all you need is love and all that crap. And then I got to a point where I was like, God, that is not the answer. Like when, when you have a mom you're estranged from and, you know, someone gets cancer and everything else, you go, no, love, love is not the only, like love is not the way, it's not enough. But then we start looking at love as like, Oh, in its truest form, in an agopic sense, like fierce, radical, unyielding, like uncompromising love is the way. That's fucking rad. So yeah, I, I'm really focused on trying to rest and get my head clear so I can get to like, it's the same thing that my, my advisor at school would always talk about, like don't do all the crap art that comes on your desk and art for other people because you have to clear all the crap away to get down to what you really want to be doing. It's the same thing. Like get rid of all the doomsday scrolling and things that you're like kind of mad about to get down to the bottom of like where you really want to focus your intent. I think that's huge. I, and, yeah. Um, and We're just as simple as putting yourself on a, on a, I put myself on a news diet. Mm-hmm. Um, as, like when the pandemic happened and I was like, all right, I'm only going to look at these two sources for daily updates, including like Corona numbers and fire numbers and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. And I've stuck to it and I've been really, really happy with that thus yeah. far yeah. Um, because I found myself freaking out 
Yeah. And just obsessively reading articles and comparing articles against articles and then looking like, well, who wrote that? <laughs> how, how, how do they vet their sources? What are, right. And just, I couldn't do anything else. Yeah. So I'm really happy. I'm really happy with, A, the sources I chose. One is funny and one is NPR. <laughs> um, and that I have stuck to it because it has really helped me. Yeah. It has really helped me. And I, that's the thing. It's like when we talk about rest and self-care, it's for some people, it might be like, Hey, yeah, you do need eight hours of sleep a night because if you're only getting five, you're, you're treating people poorly, but it also can just be like making sure you're getting your news from vetted places. It can be very simple changes. Yeah. Making Um, sure Facebook is not your best news source or your only news source or even one of your news sources because it's so bad. Um, another thing that, uh, we're doing at my work that I just think is really, really cool. And I'm really feel blessed and honored to be part of a company that's doing this is, um, we've started doing, bringing equity work to the forefront of our work at United Way, not Amway as Brooklyn calls. Uh, we fight for people who are dealing with you know, this, the systems of poverty that keep people in poverty lifelong and keep their children in poverty and so on and so forth. And by bringing equity work to the front, we're not only trying to address like the long-term causes and rather than just the immediate need and keeping people in these same cycles, but we're like rebuilding our infrastructure as an organization from the ground up and like looking at the ways that we accidentally and unintentionally promote and and live by tools of patriarchy and and white supremacy and capitalism that we can get rid of to be more fair to ourselves and our clients and um it's it's hard work it's not you know and you have to a lot of times as a white person decenter yourself from the conversation or 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 realize that sometimes your perspective is not the perspective of everybody else, even though you're trying to be supportive. Yeah. Um, and we're doing that with, you know, Julie's group and, and other theater groups in town are, are really trying to do that work too. And and it's exhausting. So all the more reason you need uh, more rest. But yeah. I just, I think, you know, you start with yourself, you work out to your circle and you can't change the people you're with, but you can change the people you're with. And then uh, grow out from there. And like, you know, the, the equity challenge that we did at my work, it was 200 people the first round. And we have another 200 people doing it this round. That's so exciting. With more people coming into advanced work. So, you know, um, start small. Start start small. Start with a nice, big, deep breath. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. In through your nose, out through your mouth. Space in your body. Yeah. Air in your body, like literal space. Literal space. space. You're literally <laughs> creating more space in your body. Yeah. When your lungs expand with that. Yeah. And that's a... Man, listen, I took a lot of voice. I took some link ladder. I took some Alexander. I took some... What's the one fits more with the trembling? I took... <clears throat> I took a, a whole lot of Lessac. And um, I don't know that any of them <laughs> stuck. And I don't know that I would be a proponent, like, call, yeah. I don't know that a whole lot of voice work stuck, but I tell you what fucking stuck. The breathing. The breathing. Yeah. Like, 
relishing in a breath, ex- fully experiencing a breath. Like, I bet you there are people like, I bet you my little brother, oh no, he was going to therapy for a second, but I bet you my little brother has rarely just inhaled and exhaled I and forget. relished. I, I meditate. I've taken all the voice lessons. I still forget sometimes. I, I have to catch myself and remind myself to breathe, breathe. a full breath and a not full. these like half breaths, especially when the air is so bad. Oh yeah, but just even like just the moment of I don't for me breathing is so magical and it's yeah. such a beautiful touchstone. And I'm so excited that that is something that they are teaching young people. They are teaching people now in daycares in in kindergarten, how to breathe in through your nose, out through your, take a big deep breath, let it go. And I just think like, oh my God, like that's going to change. It's going to change the world for these students. Like, yeah. like when you see young children learning to like breathe like that and center themselves and be present in their bodies, you just think like, oh my God, you know, I was 35 before my therapist told me how to do that. Can right. you imagine and if is- I'd grown up doing that? Oh, I'm so excited for the young people. I hope that our planet doesn't die before then. It's so exciting to think about them. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just no, got real excited. Gonna, no, I was just going to agree with you and say it is like the number one um, coping mechanism. It's the root of everything else. Like, yeah. It's the root of everything. Yeah. I mean, like life, obviously, because we die. So. But um, <laughs> it's the root of all creativity. It's the root of all... Uh, it's the root of all pleasure. I mean, how do you fake an orgasm? You do the breathing, right? Yeah. Well, how do you have a real orgasm? You you do the breathing. Right. Well, and even with acting, how do you get to the the space? No, it doesn't matter with the sense memory or anything else. You've got to do the breathing. you got to do the breathing. Yeah. 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 I just feel like um, it's just exciting. It's just exciting to think about how that's just more and more acknowledged and... It's more and more in curriculums and... Well, hopefully more and more adults start doing it too, especially between now and November 4th, I really think... Um... Wait, I'm sorry, now I have to do it for a second? <laughs> I'll just take a deep breath together. I'm trying not to borrow trouble. Mm-hmm. I'm trying not to borrow pain. Because there's nothing I can do about how people vote I can support candidates that I agree with strategically I can vote my vote but I can't do anything about Pennsylvania well you can there you can join this adopt a state I can that is true that is true and that might be a healthy thing for me to do because you know what doesn't work just sitting here and fretting over the board housewives of Pennsylvania. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fucking voting for that weird fuck, you know? Like, I could, I just, that's not healthy. Right. That is not healthy. Yeah. So I can adopt a state. Yeah. I can do lots of stuff, but. Like letters to swing voters. I cannot, I cannot bo- borrow but, the trouble. Yeah, don't borrow the trouble. Because whether or not it happens, it's going to happen soon enough, and I'll I'll deal with it then. Yeah. In the meantime, let's all breathe. Breathe. Let's all rest. Yes. And um, make space for our grief. Mm-hmm. And 
Any final thoughts? You know, my personal thought, in addition to the things I'm doing for, like, radical... I didn't ask what you were doing locally. Uh, or you asked, like, what should we do locally? Oh, because uh, I don't know. Oh. Okay. I don't know. You're okay. the one who knows that sort of stuff. I just <laughs> kind of follow your lead and go, oh, that seems like a good idea. <laughs> do, 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 do. Um, I, uh, well, for our rest quest, I am... Well, I was going to jog once a week, but the air has been bad, so I think I need to figure out a way to move without move without it being jogging outside. Yeah. yeah. And then um, I was also going to eat, like, I think eight, I think I said, like, 85% vegetarian. I've already slipped up. It's, like, August. I mean, it's, like, October what? Third? Fourth. I've already slipped up. But that's okay. Uh, today is a new day, and I haven't slipped up yet today. Um so I'm going to do those things, but I want to also, this is for me personally, I want to breathe enough space to empathize Same. with people I disagree with. Yes. I want to be able to breathe in the big open heart that I have when I'm at my best that I got from experiencing, close your ears, Haley, you're going to hate this, that I got from experiencing the love of Christ and it makes Haley so sad. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Um, and, and I want to breathe into that and I want to feel that again. I'm, I, I love that. I want that. Me too. And I think that the But without the that, Jesus part. <laughs> yes. But I think the way to do that is to rest. So. Um, and I think you're right. Yeah. So, so I agree with you. I agree with your goals. <laughs> I agree with your methods. So basically, I'm just here to say, go you. You have it together. As do you. <laughs> Assuming we actually practice what we do. I'm going to practice most of it. You can't expect it. Oh, no, practice no, no. Practice what we pe- preach. Oh, no. Oh, no. I, no, I no. tried. I and t- you made it. Madonna hates me. Uh, <sighs> she doesn't. Am I going to end on that failure? Is that... I mean, Jesus, a failure. All you did is say one thing. God. All, all you did is sing one phrase from <laughs> Talk about, what is it, catastrophization over uh, here. Well, you know yeah. what? Let's, let's end on inhaling and exhaling, right? So we'll inhale out our, in, through our nose and exhale out our breath, and then we'll say goodbye. I love it. Okay. Okay. And... <sighs> hey... Thanks for listening, Michelle and Lindsay. (laughs) Love you. Bye.